I'm Joanna Fortune, psychotherapist and author of the 15-Minute Parenting series of books. Welcome to my 15-Minute Parenting podcast, where I take a common parenting struggle and break it down with practical, playful solutions. Let's get going. Today I want to talk about parenting in an LGBTQ plus world and this is coming off the back of a message I received from a parent who contacted me opening with the line, I know I have gotten this wrong but I'm not sure I understand it enough to make it better. And I thought okay, at least we're starting in that place that you've often heard me say on this podcast of a place of not knowing and seeking to better understand. And I love this because it says I am open to learning. I get what I don't get about this. So I then messaged back the parent and said, OK, tell me a little bit more about what's going on. And she responded to say that her daughter, a 17 year old, had told her she was dating someone new, having broken up with her boyfriend recently. The someone new was a woman. So this mum who contacted me had said, oh, so you're gay. Is that why you broke up with your boyfriend? And her daughter had been really angry that her mum was seeking to label her and didn't understand that not everyone is gay or straight, that it's more nuanced than that. And this mum stated, you know, she's right. I don't understand, but I do want to. And I thought, OK, we had a chat about it. And, you know, I said, this is something actually I think lots of parents may experience and experience the confusion about how do I how do I get this right? And when I don't get it right, note I'm saying when, not if, but when I don't get it right, how do I go back and make it right? How do I engage in that repair when I know I've gotten this wrong? I think being informed about the new landscape of gender and sexuality is vital in parenting teenagers today. There has been a significant change in terms of how teenagers now experience their sexuality and gender identity than was the case even a generation ago. In fact, there's a 2015 study um, carried out by an organisation called YouGov in the UK that reported half 49% to be exact, of the young people aged between 18 and 24 years old that they surveyed said they did not see themselves as 100% heterosexual. So what was once, and really not that long ago, a question of identifying as gay or straight, as this parent who contacted me had, had still been assuming, is now much more nuanced, complex, rich and even inclusive. And I think that's so important that just because something is more complex and nuanced than it previously was, that doesn't mean that's a negative development because the result is we have a much richer and more inclusive vernacular and landscape about sexual and gender identity. And that's something to be celebrated. But it is very easy to get this wrong as you stumble your way through it. It's easy to misunderstand, to misconstrue and miscommunicate your understanding. It's almost inevitable. But it's helped, I think, if you can go back to that place, like I said at the start, that this parent was doing of not knowing yet seeking to understand. And to do this requires that you assume this to be an area that you are far less informed about than your teenager is. So ask them to teach you. Say that. I don't think I get this fully. I think I'm getting this wrong. Can you help me to better understand it? And they're well able to do that. 
Now, that's not to say that all teenagers are open minded about sexuality and gender identity. I absolutely know this not to be the case through my work and all of the conversations I have with adolescents. But it's a very good place to start by checking in with your teenager as to what their understanding, what their views and what their position on this topic are and start from there together. One aspect, though, of the LGBTQ plus spectrum of identities, and, you know, there are many letters, the plus, make sure you look up your LGBTQ alphabet. And in fact, if you are really interested in doing that and finding out more rather than me sitting here and listing out what all of those letters stand for, perhaps a, a good way to inform yourself and then maybe share how you've learned that is there's a, a really nice video. You can find it on YouTube. It was recorded in 2017 by the National Youth Theatre of Great Britain. It's a short 15 minute film that talks through each of the terms in the LGBTQ plus alphabet. And I think it is worth watching. You'll find it by simply searching exactly that, you know, National Youth Theatre of Great Britain, 2017 LGBTQ plus film. You'll find it easily. And it's a really informative way. And I always think sharing something through multimedia with your teenager is also a way of opening up that conversation between yourselves. But one aspect of the LGBTQ plus spectrum of identities, which I would like to specifically reflect on today, Today is the Q that stands for questioning. That questioning label, I really don't think we amplify this aspect of gender and sexual identity nearly enough, and it's really appropriate to this adolescent stage of development. You know, I've mentioned previously on this podcast that our teenagers are very much still evolving and developing their sense of self throughout their adolescence. But in addition to this, hold in mind their brain's capacity to consider the long-term consequences and outcomes as part of decision-making process is very much still developing and evolving as well. And that can lead them to being quite impulsive. You know, they desire thrill-seeking, they're driven for reward, and that affects their actions and choices. So to question, you know, to sit in a place of questioning over one's sexual and gender identity at this stage of development is perfectly healthy, normal, and even to be expected and welcomed. As they're questioning, wondering and exploring, it's also really healthy that they might identify in many ways before finding the sexual and gender identity that best fits them and best suits them. Our teenagers don't need our instruction, okay? As parents, they are not, I don't mean this podcast to say to you, gosh, I'm going to study up on this. I'm going to memorize all the language and I'm going to be the expert in all of this so that I can teach my teenager about it. They don't need our instruction in this regard. But what they do need is our support, our emotional holding capacity, because our emotional holding capacity is far more mature and developed than theirs. And we can provide that containment that emotional holding space for them while they are in that phase of questioning. And they will know that we're a bit available for them while they're negotiating through this stage of their development, not just about sexual and gender identity. In fact, you know, that's they're going to reap benefits on this right across their development. Um, I would say, yeah, I would say over the course of the last decade of my work, I've observed a growing number of teenagers who are increasingly comfortable in exploring and expressing some same-sex desire or who question their own gender identity and are reflective and critical of gender norms as they see them represented in our society. And I've seen such a change in that in the last decade that 10 years ago, I don't think I would be recording this podcast in this way because I just wasn't seeing it reflected and represented 
represented in my work. And now I really do. I think the Internet, you know, in large part has opened up a world of uncensored information that has expanded knowledge, awareness of the gender spectrum and young people from anywhere in the world can find a community of like minded people to connect with. And this means they feel less isolated and alone in their sexual and gender identity journey. That is a good thing. And it's certainly a positive aspect of the Internet. Adolescents now are growing up in a society that empowers them to explore and try on labels that are more reflective of their sexual and gender fantasies, their sexual and gender experiences, their sexual and gender curiosities and their developing sense of self. Now, that being said, you know, and again, I see this reflected in my work, but it's also, you know, reflected in the body of research out there around all of this, is that even as our global society evolves, we still see evidence that LGBTQ plus teenagers are more likely to experience mental health struggles and to drop out or take time out of education as a direct result of sexual and gender identity struggles, questions, um, as they negotiate their way through. So even with all of the developments and the positive change in language and becoming more inclusive and accepting as a society, I, I do note a caveat here, guys, that we still have a long way to go in this. We are still seeing an overrepresentation of mental health struggles with young people who are grappling with this. So they need you, their caregivers, important adults in their life, parents, they need our emotional support and containment as they work their way through all of this. Now, as with so many aspects of parenting, when it comes to parenting within an LGBTQ plus framework, you start with yourself and examine and reflect openly and honestly your own internalized biases and views. You know, don't underestimate your unconscious and bring a conscious awareness to your own beliefs and assumptions about gender and sexual identity. I'd suggest you take 15 minutes, just pause, even after listening to this podcast and run through some of these questions for yourself. And don't just ask questions, you know, answer them and really pay attention to what comes up for you emotionally as you cognitively reflect on this, because it's not just about how you think, it's also about how you feel. And being really honest about that is what's going to be transformative here for you and the young people in your life. So take 15 minutes, reflect on your, your own sexual and gender identity beliefs and how this influences your own relationship style. Always start from a place of not knowing, but seeking to better understand. That is to stay out of a place of certainty and enter a space of curiosity and educate yourself on LGBTQ plus matters. You know, get on the Internet yourself, reach out to advocacy and lobby groups, get some literature, talk to your teenagers, talk to your friends and really inform and educate yourself. Be open and but also yeah, be open, but I'm going to encourage you to also be honest with yourself about your own limits because you can be open and seek to understand while honestly sharing that you feel out of your depth and that parts of a discussion with your teenager or this topic in general make you feel uncomfortable and are personally challenging for you. This can be within the context of still needing to learn and understand, but you must hold in mind that this is more about your own struggle 
and it is not to be put on your teenager as their issue because just because you are struggling doesn't mean they're wrong or they need to change. Your struggle may in fact indicate that you're still in a place of evolving learning and you need to do more work on that yourself and you can say that and be open and honest about that. I think if you actively show your openness or willingness to learn and discuss these matters by having, you know, appropriate literature and information on LGBTQ plus matters in your home, I think that's really encouraging and sends a very clear message to your teenager. And I think, you know, hold in mind yourself that uncertain certainty is a part of any teenager's developmental trajectory. And don't doubt or don't interrogate them about changing their minds about any aspect of their identity. Allow instead for this process and simply reflect that you have noticed their change of views or identity and you are available to support them and available to engage with them on this even as a listening ear and that you're not going to be there to fix it but you're just there to support them through it. In this way just stay curious and be curious about your teenager's holistic experience. You know in my work I tend to meet teenagers who are attending me for something to do with their mental health but because they also identify as maybe gay or bisexual or gender fluid in some way they tend to feel that every struggle they have every stress they have in their life is always brought back to their sexual and gender identity and they find this really frustrating you know an lgbtq plus teenager can still have exam peer and school stress that is quite apart from their sexual and gender identity so stay curious about all of the parts of your teenager's life and see this as an opportunity to grow develop and learn in your own parental journey and parental trajectory and I think that you'll actually find this a really beneficial process if you approach it with curiosity and approach it with an open mind while still being honest and true to yourself. Speak with your teenager about these things. Don't talk at them. Hi, it's Joanna here. I just wanted to come on and say thank you so much for all of your support, your engagement, your feedback, and for sending me your messages asking me to cover certain topics for you on this podcast. I started 15 Minute Parenting, the podcast, this year in 2020 during lockdown. I just wondered, would it be a, a helpful thing to do? And I wasn't sure how it was going to go. And to say that we're ending the year with over 11,000 downloads is just incredible. And I'm so grateful. And again, thank you for your shares, for subscribing, for following, for your reviews. It all really, really helps. I started my podcast talking into a cardboard box with a blanket over my head at home, trying to control echo and sound quality and I'm really grateful to Tall Tales Podcast Studio for helping me up my game within that regard so thank you to them for their support this year as well next year we will be starting again so do keep your ideas coming in about topics you'd really like to hear or anything that I've talked about this year you'd like to know some more about I'm always open to your suggestions and ideas for content we'll be taking a break from the 18th of December and we'll start with a new episode on the 7th of January so make sure that you subscribe and that way you won't miss an episode you'll get a little nudge when a new one is up have a wonderful Christmas season Enjoy your time with friends and family or however you choose to celebrate it. And I look forward to hearing from you and chatting with you again early in 2021. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.